no pressure being being transmitted out to millions of viewers and visitors you know that's not an unsatisfactory thing coming up on stage here in the clubhouse with the new media collective room i'm tate i'm your guy in denver i facilitate the new media collective i'm back on a beautiful new smooth graceful microphone and so hopefully it is coming through beautifully you are listening to the new media collective room here on clubhouse broadcast out to our podcast billion dollar mind and a billion dollar mind is worth a thousand words right or as they say it's great to have everyone in this room as we get started we're focusing in today on attracting and nurturing leads so many people in this pandemic have turned to online marketing online business coaches healthcare workers people selling tchotchkes underwater basket weaving teachers anyone who is worth their salt is discovering that the online world is much larger than maybe their brick and mortar store was. So how do we attract and nurture our leads? That's our topic today. And your avatar's biggest problem. So I want to welcome Zavi Donabedian up on stage as you all are aware, you're listening to the podcast. You might not be able to see what's going on in the Clubhouse room. So why don't you do yourself a favor? Come on over to Clubhouse, register, or even come to my Instagram profile at Billion Dollar Growth. Tap on the bio link and come join in the fun. You can be on stage two, share your business with the world. So Zavi Donabedian. Stoke it up a little for us, my friend. It's good to see you. We want to give us a quick welcome of who you are. And uh, I would like you to use the word stoked in every possible, uh, you know, mode of the language, adverb, adjective, noun, you know, this sort of thing. <laughs> I will give it my best shot here. So uh, <laughs> I am Zavi D. I am the owner of Stoked Communication, and I am stoked to be here today to share my stoke with all you stokers. Um, I coach stoked entrepreneurs in the art of masterful communication to create clarity in their personal and professional relationships. Uh, that is my stoked communication work, and I am also a functional medicine practitioner and holistic health coach with a very cool company called Whole Bean. And over there, I'm assisting those struggling with chronic disease to reclaim their vitality through holistic lifestyle intervention. So with that, Tate, thank you for having me. Phil, good to see you. And Ethan in the audience, welcome. I am stoked to be here. Beautiful. I see that an adverb usage of stoked really works quite well. Uh, <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, thanks, Zavi. Um, so those of you that are listening on the podcast know that you are very important to us. And we always want your feedback and knowledge. Uh, so come on into the clubhouse room when you get a chance on Tuesdays, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. We record this podcast, of course, as we mentioned. And we have Phil Better on stage, our podcast producer, 
and Zavi Donabedian with Stoked Communication, as well as Ethan Beller out in the audience, but listening, uh, consummately consuming all of his new university tasks over in the beautiful city of Boulder. So let's get to it. Um, when I attract somebody on the street, I had a boss once that said, Tate, you attract more flies with honey than vinegar. And I wasn't exactly sure what he was talking about until I discovered being the commanding, powerful, authoritative voice that I used to be as a teacher had the bully pulpit, right? I could tell people what to do. I could tell them how to gather. I could tell them to put their instruments away. Yeah, I taught music. I could tell them when to play their major scales. You get the idea. Well, that works pretty well, doesn't it, for a little while. But what then happens, I noticed, is that there's a wall that we strike. And that wall is the attention span and the attention span of people and their time is really the biggest investment that anyone can make over even financial investments, right? So what I found is that by commanding the bully pulpit and continuing to pepper people with all of these, all this information and all of these commands, eventually they went away. It was like ghosts. You know, people were late to class. People didn't want to do what I told them to. So that was attracting the flies with vinegar. Well, I quick, quickly learned that doing something different was what would attract people into, you know, performing music. So I got some honey out. We started the class with some jokes. We started the class with some lighthearted, you know, shares maybe like a show and tell of, of a new thing or, you know, someone's new artwork. This involved everyone and started to bring uh, momentum together. So I want to challenge everyone here to think about something you can do to attract people into your business or your brand. Attracting people means bringing people in. And right now there's a lot going on. Uh, with attracting people into, of course, uh, you know, their, uh, the, the shorts on YouTube and, you know, the, the reels on Instagram and the fun things that people bring in, you know, that's happening right now. It's big. But to attract and nurture, we can't just stop at the attraction when we bring people in. Can't just stop at the likes. Can't just stop at the follows. We also then get an opportunity to nurture these leads, nurture these folks into our own little kingdom, so to speak, a little kingdom of value that we pour out. So so a, a bit of an example for me is that I was telling people in the prep before the room that uh, I started out with an avatar for my first version of my 30-day coaching accelerator on how to turn your passion and purpose into profits. It's called Exonerate Online. My first avatar or my first customer type that I wanted to serve was named Connor the Millennial. He was in his 30s. He had a big corporate job. And what do you know? I did all my marketing to attract Connor. And guess what? I ended up with 11 very non-Connors. 
I in, ended up with people that were not in the corporate game, people that already had their business, that were starting their business. And what I learned through the cycle of build, uh, build, grow, and uh, develop and learn the business cycle is that life is what happens to us when we're making other plans, which is a beautiful thing because we never win and lose. We win and learn. So I'm really interested in hearing a little bit from the room today about how you are currently attracting leads into your business for brand and how you're nurturing those leads into clients, members, and lifetime value stakeholders. And a little bit about what your avatar or your ideal customer's biggest problem is, because that is the secret sauce, right? So after setting up the room like this, I definitely want to uh, hand the mic over to Zavi again to discuss any or all of what we just talked about as the topic. And uh, Zavi, what say you about attracting nurturing leads and what your ideal avatar's biggest problem is? The mic is yours. Yeah, thank you, Tate. Um, I think a huge part of attracting those leads that you desire is, of course, the honey methodology. It's the ethos that I operate by at Stoked and at Holbein, and that's delivering value. So one of the first and foremost strategies that I use to attract those people into my sphere is to simply deliver value and connect. Um, rather than trying to, rather than trying to approach the client acquisition and attraction process with uh, what I would call posing, which I, I notice is uh, pretty prevalent in the coaching industry. Rather, it's a, simply a, an attempt to create friendship, to connect, and to learn. Uh, client acquisition is about information acquisition, to learn where they're at, what they're struggling with, what their victories have been, and just to establish that genuine friendship and connection, that honey energy, as you called it, Tate. Uh, starting off light and simple and compassionate. Um, and then, of course, I, I do think that ideal clients are are not necessarily sought, but come to you and you learn whether or not somebody is an ideal client by asking the right clarifying questions during those connection calls, by asking the right questions when you first reach out to them, whether it be Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, maybe here in Clubhouse as well. Uh, and one of the things I notice about that is the more that I offer my uh, value, uh, giving free insight, uh, directing people to resources that have been helpful for me, the more I create a trust factor. And uh, it just so turns out that I feel the people I work with are always aligned, not necessarily because I go looking for the right person, uh, but because that genuine connection, friendship, and uh, mutual relationship of value is there in the first place. And that's something I work hard to create. So uh, those are just a few initial thoughts. I know we'll get deeper into this as we go, but uh, Tate would love to hear your feedback and anybody else in the room, Raj, welcome. Uh, that, that feels that that connection process is really important to attracting and nurturing leads. I'm complete. Thank you, Tate. Awesome. Zavi, let's stick a pin in that for now. And I, I want to come back to what you said, because I think there's so much value in discovering uh okay so you mentioned poser right i i think of the old terminology poser or posing 
but the authenticity isn't there. So let's stick a pin in that, Zavi. We'll come back to that in a moment. But I want to welcome into the room Raj Singh from Exclusive PRUK, one of our moderators and mastermind members in the New Media Collective. Raj, how are you today, my friend? How are things going? Hey, Jay. Hey, Phil, uh, you amazing podcaster. And uh, Zavi, how you doing, my brother? Um, yeah, it's, um, it's been a busy day, to say the least. Um, had a very interesting interview at um, 2 p.m. Eastern time today, and it was 7 p.m. BST. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been productive, um, and uh, I've been I've been very well. And uh, this is a uh, quite an interesting topic. So I will chime in at some point. I just want to see where you guys are going with it, and where at what point I've come into the room. I do apologize for being late. As you can see from my from my profile picture, I was in um, the men's mental health room. So I do go into that room every Mondays and Thursdays. So I do apologize for being late. But yeah, I'm going to pass it back over to you, Tate. And um, thanks for welcoming me, Zavi. And Phil, I hope you're well, mate. And I hope things are going well for you as well. Back to you, Tate. Awesome, Raj. Raj, I need to ask you, is everything complete for your driver's license application? <laughs> It's in uh, progress at the moment. I've downloaded the app, so I've got to revise to get my theory out of the way. And then uh, I'm pretty sure I'm intelligent enough to pass my driving theory, and then I will be getting onto my test. Um, from my driving instructor's analysis, I'm a pretty good driver, so I can't see why I can't pass first time. You never had any doubt that you were an amazing driver. If you all over in the UK would just drive on the correct side of the street, gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Raj, so good to have you here. I know you have a wealth of knowledge when it comes to customer acquisition and attracting and nurturing the leads that you bring into exclusive PR UK. All right. So uh, let's kind of return back and uh, gently get back to this where we stuck a pin in what Zavi said. Uh, I think there's a lot here. Uh you know, attracting leads, I've found, comes from, uh, you know, several different uh, uh, bodies of water. If you think of each social channel and each in a channel in marketing, like email marketing, uh, website traffic, paid traffic, traffic, if you think of each one of those like a big body of water or a lake, uh, you know, right now for me, you know, Instagram is a very large body of water where people flow through my profile, check out my stories, check out my posts and DM me if they're interested or just to connect. And something that I've learned that is one of the best tips I could possibly recommend is, and I have a trick for it too, is voice message. Why not? On Instagram, the voice messages are so much more personal. And, you know, I've heard that recording your voice and then, you know, sending out to mass, that works too. But I don't like that because it's not authentic. Uh, so the first initial voice message I will often send to people, whether I know them or not, is you know what, I just was going through my DMs and 
Hey, John Doe, I saw your page and I really liked your last post about this beautiful vacation you took. My name is Tate. I live in Denver. I do Instagram uh, growth and I am a business coach. Just wanted to say hello to you. I trust your day is beautiful, my friend. Take care. And that's it. And, you know, you can leave a voice message of one minute up to one minute. I try to, you know, speak my mind, what's coming through my heart to people, because this is a brand new person. And so um, it would be interesting to hear uh, if you all on stage use the voice message feature. And if you do, what's your initial contact usually like in the DMs to people you do not know? And so I'm going to leave the mic open for anybody who wants to respond, flash your mic, and we'll go to you. If you have this experience of voice messaging people leading to the attraction and later the nurturing of leads, I think this is a very important piece. Um, Saying hello with your voice is perfectly authentic to do. And ever since I started doing it, boy, the responses I get, first of all, everyone voices back or they at least type. Whereas with, you know, typing, texting, it's, it's hit or miss, right? Um, so I'd like to hear what anyone else has to say about the voice message feature in Instagram. It's also in Messenger and it's in WhatsApp. And uh, the trick on Instagram is that if you hold down the voice feature and swipe up, you can lock it on talk so you don't have to hold the button down the whole time. It's a great little tip. Uh, So uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful to see uh, Samantha Harmond has joined us on stage. It's underscore chin chinchilla. And she is a model. And it's great to see you here. Samantha, I'm going to give the microphone to you to just introduce yourself. And, uh, just a brief introduction, my friend, and uh, maybe how you're doing today. I am so sorry. Can you, take, can you just come back right to me? There's a thunderstorm, and I'm just getting everything down. Oh, yes, of can course. Minutes, of course, Samantha. Oh, yeah. Samantha, we might just have you play that beautiful rain, rain? in the background can for you hear some. Me? <laughs> yes. <Hi. laughs> Thanks, Samantha. We'll come back to you, my friend, okay? Awesome. Well, I'm going to ask uh, Zavi, since he is a communications expert, what would you recommend your first voice memo or voice message to be to somebody that you're interested in connecting with on Instagram? Yeah, Tate, that's a great question. And, um, I like to approach it just as uh, though I was speaking to a barista at a coffee shop. Uh, let's say I had a, an e-course for baristas with back pain. <laughs> the first thing I wouldn't say is, hey, I have a, a course for baristas on back pain. Let's start with something more simple and you know approachable. Like, hey, you know, this espresso is actually really wonderful. Is that, that's an El Salvador. Really interesting. What flavor notes are you picking up with that? Something that is super, super easy to approach, something that addresses their passion, right? So that's one of the things I look for when I message somebody who's followed me. 
what does their page show that they're interested in? Maybe it's hiking, maybe it's surfing, maybe they love crocheting. And I try to pick a piece of information that is relevant. You know, my grandmother loves to crochet. I might have a picture here of a, you know, a scarf or something around it that she's knitting, uh, knit for me in the past. And uh, with that, I hit them where they're at. I create that genuine connection. And uh, with voice messages, especially, we can kind of convey our timbre, our energy, and our mood depending on that individual. So uh, if I were to message my girlfriend, for example, and I saw her page, she loves to rip on life, which means I'd probably adopt more of an excited and jubilant attitude, or perhaps it's a spiritual page and it's very, very deep, maybe something more somber and has more subtle tone to it. That's a little bit of a way where I can start to gauge who the person is, where they're at, and what type of message would be beneficial for both of us to hear, myself included and the individual I'm speaking to. So just some thoughts there, Tate. Thanks so much. I'm complete. Awesome, Zavi. Thanks. You wouldn't go up to, uh, in a nursing home, uh, up to this woman who is 98 years old and say, Hi, Ethel, how are you? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's a really extreme example, but uh, it's neat uh, to, to take into consideration. How about we think about some other people for a change first, right? Our world, it's always about me, 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 me. Well, what about we just think about you? Just think about the person we're connecting with and uh, at least learn something about their page, you know, what they do. Uh, and so, yeah, that authenticity comes through, Zavi. Thanks. Um, you know, I would absolutely like to hear from Phil on this matter, too, because Phil is constantly, I mean, he eats, smells, listens to, caresses, <laughs> hugs. And 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 devours podcasting twenty four seven in his life, and he is an ear person and listens to people talk all the time. And so, Phil, what do you think about leaving voice messages for leads? Um, so I I'm like giving away kind of like a a secret here. Um, in the podcasting world, how you get and actually I'm going to be talking about this on my live show. Uh, after this so it's kind of uh, funny on my Facebook profile um, and in my Facebook group um, I, I actually do videos when I want to get high valued guests on my podcast um, it's one or two ways how I've gotten CEOs of startups team owners I've sent them a, a video clip saying hey this is who I am showing and with the voicemail and with the video what it does is show that you're 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 a human being you're not some bot that's sending a message or you're not a copy paste because you go hey tate this is phil better a uh, host of investing yourself the digital entrepreneur podcast i would love to have you on my show i'm gonna just post some quick little details about the show so that you can get more information but uh, i look forward to hearing from you and then, then you can go into the kind of the copy paste, like, hey, I heard you on this podcast. This is why I wanted you on my podcast, um, because I think you can bring this value to my guests. But also, just to let you know, I've had XYZ, XYZ, XYZ on my show. Looking forward to hearing from you, Phil. And I usually get 
open, like my open rate, quote unquote, if you will, is nearly at a hundred percent because you're when you're going to get these guests or if these clients, you're sh- you're already putting in more value. You're showing, look, I'm going to invest my time, my hard earned time, recording this voicemail, recording this video, sending it to you. Because this is how much I value you. You're just throwing a heap of value already instead of just being like everybody else who just kind of copy paste and like or has a template that they fill in the blanks here and there. You're doing something live that takes time, that's unique, that's straight personalized. How many of you ever, my dad used to do this when he was in insurance. Um, He would send every single one of his clients a happy birthday card a uh, happy new year's card and uh, whatever religion they were uh, a card regarding their uh, uh, their major religious event you know like for christmas chris uh, was happy merry christmas for you know uh, uh, all the other religions i don't know all the religions i'm 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 an atheist Uh, but he would send them those cards and that would bring back more business because through referrals or anything like that. So when you give more value and like by giving them this value of a video that you've taken the time, it is the number one way uh, to build that instant rapport because they feel feel like that personalized touch. You took that time. This busy individual took their time to send me this p- custom uh, message. So and then it also warms them up uh for any sales that you have when you do that because they're already have this trust because they're like hey he's probably not putting or he or she is not putting this much effort into every sale so it, it looks value and if he is then he must be uh or she must be very good at their job that they have this freedom to do this so that's my take on it i say yes do it but don't overdo it because it, it, it can be okay annoying. okay so Phil, we'll censor all of that out since it's a secret, and, and <laughs> no fine. one will ever hear that until they come to your stories and your lives that you do that's that are giving such value. And you're right, Phil. You're so right. Uh, and you also sort of snuck into the nurture piece just a little bit, right? You snuck over from attract into nurture. Although sending a birthday card, sending a holiday card. You got uh, uh, you got a little bit of attract, and you've got a little nurture, right? Yep. And so, and and I feel like it's about how we're aligned with our inner awareness too. Uh, you know, there are very very good, um, uh, I would say, uh, nefarious characters in the world that would use this sort of skill. Uh, to learn who people are, to target them, and to do harm to them, right? So there's, on that, we're dealing with some powerful stuff here, folks. Attracting people and nurturing people, it all, I believe, has to come from the right intention. If I purely intend to provide value to people, then that is the right intention. And I have to get right with myself. Is what I'm doing the most important thing in the world to this person right now? And am I okay with providing that value like Phil just did? So thank you, Phil, for your contribution. That was amazing. Thanks. Yes. And a video clip, by the way, a little tip on Instagram that I learned is on the left side, you got your little camera on the left of the DM uh, where you type. On the right side, you've got your little image button. If you, uh, 
tap the camera side, you can actually create a video welcome to people uh, too. So it's live, it's a video, you could do it within 15 seconds, each like a story. And you could just say, hey, uh, I'm Tate. And now it's a little weird to just do a video cold to somebody maybe, but uh, if you did a voice message first, and then you went to a video and said, hey, I just wanted to show you, this is my office, it's what I do, it's my podcast studio, whatever it is, uh, check it out. And see how people engage on a more authentic level. So again, thanks, Phil. So again, everybody that's in this room, welcome. And I want to welcome Hamad to the room uh, in the uh, audience. Great to see you here, my friend. Uh, this is a quality room of people who've lived it and people who are currently in their business living it. And so we do record this room into our podcast called Billion Dollar Mind. And you are in the New Media Collective room on Clubhouse, which meets Tuesdays, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Mountain. And uh, we are glad to have you here. So, uh, you know, as we sort of round the bottom of the hour, we've talked a lot about attracting. Attracting, uh, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Um, although I want to change that to catch more honeybees with honey than vinegar because we're short on honeybees in our world and there are too many flies, I think. I don't know. But catching more of our clients through the sweet, the honey, the value than we are with the vinegar, like the vinegar would be peppering with ads and DMs and cold calls. Nobody wants that. People are going to break down your door someday and be upset because of that you know it's just terrible uh you know to have to just uh, every day something comes in like here's this giant three paragraph text in my dms from people and it shows all these different things and i'm just like delete you know and that's the old marketing that's the old way of marketing it worked at one point and if you buy a million leads you're probably going to get a thousand conversions that way. But the new media collective, the new media way is to be authentic and connect with people. So let's round the bend into this place of nurturing leads. Once we have people on board that like us, that like our message, how is it that we nurture our leads into prospects, into clients? And so this is a really big question, uh, I think, and it could almost deserve its own uh, 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 hour-long podcast and room and clubhouse. But to attract and to nurture the leads, we need to know our avatars or our, uh, our, our ideal customer's biggest problem. Okay. So I would like to hear from those of you up on stage today what your avatar or your ideal customer's biggest problem is at this time. Okay, and I always start because I don't want to put people too much on the spot. And as I was mentioning in the pre-show, I was uh, looking through my uh, brand new uh exonerate 30-day avatar and the first i mentioned was connor the millennial and he was you know 30 year old millennial 
in the corporate field wanting to jump out of his job, do something entrepreneurial. Guess how many of Connor I got in my first 11? Zero. <laughs> so who I got, who are part of this 30-day accelerator for me right now, are people that have the following key problems. Number one, self-trust and self-confidence in their business. They may be uncertain of their value and worth, right? Um, in some cases, they may even feel demoralized. It could be that powerful. But they have this value that they want to bring to the world, and the self-trust factor is a problem for that. So that's an example of a problem my avatar has right now. I'd love to hear from Raj on this topic, uh, since I think it's your turn, Raj. What uh, what do you think your biggest, uh, your avatar, your customers, ideal customers' largest need is or problem that they're facing at this time? Thanks, Tate. Um, I think my avatar's biggest issue is publicity um, and exposure because although uh, my avatars have a business, they're struggling to get more business because they lack um, presence. And what I'm offering is a solution to that problem. So um, if you look at my bio, you, like, you guys are aware of like, what kind of services I actually offer. So those services will solve a problem for whichever business has a need for that service. Now, as the saying goes, um, not all services fit one business. So um, there is one service from that list that will resonate. And that service will then give you the opportunity to expand your business, uh, whether that's online or offline, because not every business needs public relations. Not every business needs social media marketing or content creation. Somebody might need leads. And coming on to that, I think, and I would like to say that the topic is quite interesting, attract and nurture leads. Now, I'll give you an example. Um, I was part of a networking um, event that I used to attend almost every week. It was, a, it was a Zoom event. And I got approached by a guy on Facebook. So I thought, you know what, let me give it a try. So I did it for a number of weeks. And to a point, I found it not that not that great because I didn't get no leads from it. And then I got a couple of leads, and the problem was I was nurturing a client for far too long. Now, the way I look at it is if a client doesn't see your value within three to four weeks, they're wasting your time. And sometimes what happens is you can, you can get a client through, they're a hot prospect, you can nurture them, but then what happens is they end up wasting your time and ghosting you, right? So it's not necessarily that a client will always convert. So it doesn't matter how much value you offer as well, sometimes they won't convert because what they do is they consume the value and then they try to run with it. And then when they can't run with it, they go to somebody else. So, so this topic, I think, is very, very um, interesting because how do you convert? A lead because not every lead is going to convert as well and the strategies are there to actually get the leads that's not a problem getting a lead is very easy you can get a lead by giving away free lead magnets you know and doing a lead generation strategy you know it's very easy um 
um, even you could do it, Tate. Phil can do it. Barry can do it. Even Samantha can do it. It's just about getting that lead and then how you're going to nurture that lead and how are you going to get them to convert is another question. And I think the bottom line is it comes down to funds and money. And I think where if there was now, for example, if I said, hey, guys, I'm going to give you six months worth of free social media marketing, people will jump on it. You see, so I think there needs to be a level of expect or a level of expectation. So when I get my funnel, I work my funnel now where um, people need to give me information about what their expectations are. And when I get that information, if I feel they're not right for my business, I will send them an email to say, sorry, like not appropriate for my business because I need to earn a living. I can't be doing work for free. So although I offer a lot of value, I offer a lot of guides for free, I offer all my social media has got a lot of free value. I need to at some point start converting clients and then I need to start at some point um, um, making a living. So it comes to a point where you need to be a little bit ruthless at times. And I think in business, if you're not ruthless, if you're too kind and not ruthless, what happens is you get walked over and then ultimately what happens is you don't convert. So I think sometimes, right, you just got to make a stand and know your own worth um, in that point. And I think it goes without saying that the avatars need to do the same, that the avatars need to have a worth and have um, some kind of value that they can give in terms of what are they offering for the person that's going to be giving them the service as well. So it kind of works both ways. Let's pass it back to you, Tay. I don't know if that made any sense, but yeah. Yeah, the dine and dashers, uh, right? Well, it's actually, if, if you dine and dash, if you show up to the restaurant, eat your food, and you run without paying, there's a service already delivered. So there's an expectation there. But Let's call them dieted dashers. I think what my my opinion on the matter is, how did I connect with these folks in the first place if they're dining and dashing on me? What energy did I approach them with? Uh, did I approach them with the energy of lack, of scarcity, of, of uh, I need, I need, I need? Because if I do that, if I approach my potential clients from the sort of uh, uh, mind state of I'm, I'm needy and I give all these free things away, I can expect then for them to dash. So I absolutely love what you said about having a level of expectation for who we attract and nurture. And I think one of the beautiful ways to do that as I've discovered recently is putting uh, this coaching program together that I'm running. I have uh, a 20 minute lesson put together in a slideshow each day. So what I've been doing is I've just pick and choose. So, you know, the 80, 20 rule, the Pareto principle, 80% uh, of the, of the, of the work that I do results in 20% of the results or, uh, you know, 80% of my clients don't make any, uh, uh, bring in any wealth to the business, only 20 do. So it's like to reverse that. I want to spend the time on that 20% that brings back 80% of the wealth or the profits for our business. And to do that is tricky. Uh, so I found that having a complete and total, um, 30-day accelerator content, you know, put together 
All I need to do is to pick and choose strategically nuggets of information here and there to drop in the story, and eventually it automates and becomes natural. But always ensuring that I'm coming at customers, uh, coming at leads with the energy of I want to serve you. What I've found is people fall away that don't want to to remain. You know, people kind of, yeah, hey, this isn't for me right now. I'm going to try something new. That's fine. That's great. Uh, So, you know, if I'm focused on that 80% that's frustrating and I'm not focused enough on the on the on the wheel movers uh, that 20%, maybe it's 5%, 95%, right? Uh, I'm not in the mental state to continue uh, offering and uh, nurturing clients. So a uh, beautiful statement, Raj. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'd love to hand the mic over to uh, Samantha. If uh, Has the rain stopped yet, uh, Samantha? I would love to hear from you about your first contact with clients or leads and if you use voice messages or uh, how you how you talk to people on that first contact. I'll give the microphone over to you. Are, are you available? Can you speak? I'm here. Hey, Jason. No, the rain is still going on. <laughs> it die. sounds beautiful in the background. Keep going. Yeah. We're having a thunderstorm. So I would say um, right now I do not have any clients. Like I'm the client. I feel that way because I'm a model. That's when I get jobs. And that goes through text messaging. So in the first approach, it would be either I apply for a casting and loving their work that they show and the gig that they presented. And then from there, the communication would start. But I would say um, previously, I used to be a customer. I do cold calling. I used to do cold calling. And that's like figuring out the customer, figuring out you know what they like, what they have to offer, what they're looking for. And from there on, I will reach out to them, of course, give them a nice gesture and everything. And then from there, I will present whatever sales or, you know, whatever help I could give them. So I'll also fast forward. I remember, I think my first, how would I put it, like cold calling with you, Kate. You actually came in my inbox. Well, I'm listening to this conversation. It's kind of funny. Because <laughs> you actually came in my inbox and you dropped me a voice message. And the voice message mm-hmm. actually invited me to here, to the BBB. You understand? Invited me to your, um, to your, to your Facebook. So from there, that was actually my first time actually like having a voice conversation with someone on the, on social media, like Instagram. I'll put it as that and stuff. So. I'm not the one to like leave voicemail and stuff, but listen to you guys. I see that it's actually kind of help and it can actually lead to potential leads and stuff, you know. But different from that, I would shoot with a text message from Instagram. I'll go on their page. I see what they're doing. I see what they're into. And then I would just reach out to them like, hey, John, how you doing today? You know, like, how is that coffee lawn going? Or, you know, how is that photo shoot you did last week? I love it. It looks amazing. And from there, we prompt a conversation, and then we will go into details and get to know each other, like set the mood. Absolutely well said, Samantha. Uh, not just because you dropped my name as 
I did something good. And I have to say, that was not my idea. I learned that from a mentor, but it works. It works so well. Uh, and so cold calling gets brought up. And thank you for bringing that up, Samantha. It's so ineffective uh, to do cold calling unless there's some energy behind it. And here's a question I ask myself before I voice message somebody. Do I like this person? And I, I'm not going to be judgy, but I am. I'm going to look at their profile and see, hey, is this someone I can vibe with that has an energy that I can see as part of our new media collective? Or is this a person who desires, I can see, desiring my services as a business coach? And if I see their page and I see a lot of hype and a lot of things of that nature that it just feels not right, then more than likely I just won't uh, video or uh, audio uh, welcome them. And, you know, sometimes I will. It just depends on that heart energy, that feeling inside like, hey, maybe I could help this person with their hype. Maybe this person is, they hate hype. They're done with hype. It takes too much energy to hype. <laughs> maybe it's time to welcome them into the authentic new media world where we connect through authentic energy. So uh, thank you, Samantha, for your contribution. And I do remember that first conversation. We had a beautiful conversation. We sort of just like, like attracts like in the world, right? The law of abundance, law of energy, sort of like attracts like when we're in the right mind state. So thanks for reminding me of that. I'm fond of that first conversation. So uh, I would love to turn it back as we are in the last 10 minutes here. I'd love to turn back into sort of a review of what we've had uh, talked about so far. So I love these clubhouse rooms because you never know what you're going to get and you never know which way things go. And, and we talked really in depth about attracting leads, not as much about nurturing them. So here's what I'm going to do. We are going to have part two of this conversation next Thursday. So for the next two or three weeks on Thursdays, I'll be lead moderating conversation on how to attract, nurture leads to your business and brand and talking about the stages and steps that I go through with clients through uh, business coaching. So that's what we'll do because, and that just came up right now because everything is authentic here. <laughs> so this is, uh, you know, talking about attracting. We've discussed about voice messaging people first, an icebreaker about how's that espresso if you're in a coffee shop or, you know, align with their energy. Send a video clip. That was a beautiful tip. Send a birthday card, an e-card, uh, and give value. So uh, we also talked then about, you know, offering so much value that uh, it leads our lead to Dine and Dash. And that was an amazing um, piece that uh, Raj brought up. I appreciate that a lot. Having a level of expectation for our leads or clients that if they want to get to the next step, guess what? I'm going to need your email or I'm going to need a down payment, right? I'm going to need some commitment because I do need to eat too. And that makes sense to me also. So I'd like to kind of return back to Zavi um, one of our co-moderators today, 
to hear how all of this plane has landed down on the runway. Can you summarize kind of what you've heard in the room today, Zavi, and um, validate the things that you've heard in any way? I know that's a really unclear question, but I think it's a big question that you're you're uh, an expert in being able to uh, uh, parse out. So, Zavi, the mic is yours. Sure, 100%. There were quite a few things said that I really resonated with, and uh, I'll just kind of go by icons on the screen here. So, Tate, you mentioned some really interesting strategies with sending voice messages and sending videos I haven't yet heard of, which I think is really cool, blocking messages, uh, the voice message, I should say, and then course sending videos as well it hasn't been something that's done frequently it's something i want to incorporate uh raj you mentioned uh true entrepreneurs being ruthless which i think is very true i think connecting with clients is awesome but they're here to be our clients and not always our friends i'm a believer that they can be both but primarily they are clients so we have to close deals and we have to uh, be a bit uh, dogged in our approach to doing so uh, Phil, one of the cool things that you mentioned that I thought was really beautiful is uh, being able to uh, send a message that's clear and direct to somebody you want to have on the podcast uh, in a way that's both welcoming and not uh, super salesy, but also acknowledges where you've seen them, what you've seen them say, and why they'd be a good fit for the podcast. And Samantha, uh, you mentioned the cold calling and your initial interaction with Tate. And uh, in my experience, in my thoughts, Tate is a wonderful person to lead off a conversation because it's always kind, uh, gracious, fun, exciting. Uh, and you also mentioned uh, your experience of cold calling and how it can be a bit impersonal. So bringing that personal lens to um, cold DM or uh, at least learning how to warm it up, super important there. Uh, and Tate, if I did that justice, let me know. And if not, uh, appreciate the insight. But thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for the room. And I felt like I learned a lot. Awesome. Thanks, Zavi. Your check is in the mail. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I look you. forward to it. Thank you. I do. I acknowledge and receive uh, the talents I've been given as a kind communicator and a person who can really facilitate a conversation. That is something that I've been gifted with, uh, perhaps as being a teacher in the past or a musician. I have a way of conducting things. So it's a, and speaking of conducting things and facilitating, I would be mistaken if I didn't invite each and every single one of you that are listening out on the Billion Dollar Mind podcast and each and every one of you in this room today to tap on over to my profile Instagram at Billion Dollar Growth, tap on my bio link and join our free that is free value of joining our new media collective. Uh, it is sort of, you know, the beginnings of a Facebook for conscious entrepreneurs. And we want to attract people in with as few, uh, as few bumps in the road as possible. One of the bumps being investment. So the only investment is your time and your authentic engagement and efforts to come and join our community. We have 200 plus members of our New Media Collective on our private Facebook group. We are on other social platforms. And big announcement, our B uh, BDG New Media Collective Clubhouse room is currently at uh, 
almost 200 people. We're at 192 members and growing. And this only launched, you know, a couple of months ago. So come on in. It's the BDG New Media Collective on Clubhouse. Come and uh, request membership. You can get in touch with me for the links to our private Facebook group. Just DM me uh, New Media, and I will be happy to connect you with the team. I do want to thank Phil and Zavi and Raj uh, and Samantha for being on stage today, conscious and aware of their energy as they impart that energy out to you all who are listening. You can trust every person on the stage it's who is a well. moderator and who is giving advice in the New Media Collective. So thanks again for listening. I do want to acknowledge Angel Conway in the audience and Ethan Beller in the audience, as well as our new audience member, Hamad Khan. And so welcome, Hamad, to our beautiful New Media Collective and uh, send me a DM and I'll get you involved in our private Facebook group. So those of you out in podcast land, do us a favor. Share the podcast with your friends. If you know anybody that would like to come and join the New Media Collective, we are starting a push. We want to be at 500 plus members by the end of the year. And so it's exciting to have everyone come and join us for being conscious entrepreneurs in an authentic environment with lifelong, lasting relationships. And I think you can tell the people on stage here are serious, we're authentic, and we care about your growth and development. So many new things coming in 2022, including premium networking, including uh, official engagement groups that are authentic, as well as much, much more coaching and an innovative brand new learning community that we'll be launching in the first quarter of 2022. So come on back to the New Media Collective Room in Clubhouse if you want to be live on stage with us and amplify your voice out. It's on Tuesdays, Thursdays, 3 p.m. And again, I want to thank all of my guests today and co-moderators in this room. It's beautiful to have you here. And just remember, when we attract new leads, we have a duty to nurture our new leads. And all of that duty to nurture our new leads comes from our authentic awareness and purpose. So thank you for letting me share with you to model abundance for good. It's awesome to see everyone. And we'll be ending this room in five minutes. 